Good afternoon. I'm Carmina Fonstantino. Dateline Philippines begins right now. Thanks for joining us. Human rights and progressive groups disappointed with the United Nations Human Rights Council's resolution on rights issues here in the Philippines. The UNHRC adopted a resolution to help promote and protect human rights in the Philippines, but it did not call for an actual investigation into alleged state-sponsored violence. Rights groups say this falls short of providing meaningful action. Human Rights Watch says there is a need for an international probe into human rights violations in the country, including drug-related killings. Amnesty International called the resolution a missed chance for seeking justice. Progressive group Bayan, meanwhile, says the Philippines is not dead off the hook, noting that the resolution affirms the existence of human rights violations in the country. Last June, the Office of the U.N. High Commissioner released a damning report criticizing the Philippine government for widespread human rights violations and persistent impunity. The latest now on the battle for the House leadership. House Speaker Alan Peter Cayetano again challenging rival Lord Alan Velasco to show proof he has the numbers in his bid to replace him as the leader of the lower chamber. Cayetano posted the challenge on his Facebook page saying this will settle once and for all the speakership row which has dragged on for weeks. Dito po sa, sa rules sa House of Representatives, you need a majority of all members of Congress to elect a speaker. And we're in the middle of the crisis. Ilan linggo na pinag-uusapan ang speakership? Pwede bang tanggalin na natin sa topic yan, tapusin na natin? May numero ka, pakita mo sa akin. Wala kang numero, tumulong ka sa budget. Cayetano, meanwhile, disputes Senator Panfilo Lacson's claim government will have to deal with a reenacted budget for 2021 after the House suspended sessions for a month without submitting the spending bill to the Senate. Hindi madidelay ang budget. That is a fact. Ang nabawas sa araw ng Senado para mag-deliberate is one day. Instead of arriving on November 16, the budget will arrive on November 17. Kung magkakaroon po ng delay or reenactment, it will become because of the Senate, not because of the House. Because we're only talking about one day. Kami, one month po kami na delay dit na naghintay, pero we made up the time. Senator Laxon says he has spoken to Speaker Cayetano and suggested that the lower chamber resume their session before All Saints Day just to approve their version of the budget on third and final reading and have it transmitted to the Senate. An ally of House Speaker Cayetano also daring the cap of Congressman Velasco to present a list of the lawmakers that have pledged to support him. Cavita Representative Elpidio Barzaga Jr. says Velasco's camp has yet to identify the 160 lawmakers supposedly backing his speakership bid. We have proven that. Number one, we have shown a manifestation of support to him signed by Congressman 202. Number two, he offered to resign, and his resignation was not accepted by 189 members of the House. What proof do we need to show the public that Speaker Cayetano has the support of the overwhelming majority of the House? Insofar as the other camp is concerned, aside from saying that they have numbers, they have not shown any written manifesto, manifesto or written statement signed 
by their alleged 160 supporters, neither did they identify publicly who are the 160 members of the House supporting them. An ally of Congressman Velasco, meanwhile, says the Camp of Cayetano actually prevented them from identifying the lawmakers who have shown their support for the supposed next speaker. How can we show the number if in the first place you suspended it, primarily because probably are you afraid already that, you know, that you're losing the number? President Duterte's son, Davao City Representative Paulo Duterte, refuses to take sides on the speakership issue. Congressman Duterte said he values the friendship he has formed with both Cayetano and Velasco. While he acknowledged that both congressmen have the right to be speaker, Congressman Duterte hopes the House of Representatives can unite and vote for a speaker who can strongly represent the lower chamber with the dignity that it deserves. The Philippines' coronavirus caseload nears the 330,000 mark after more than 2,800 new cases were recorded on Wednesday. According to data from the Health Department, the total number of confirmed infections in the country now stands at 329,637, nearly 50,000 of which are still active. The Health Department also reported 437 new recoveries and 60 coronavirus-related deaths bringing the country's total death toll to nearly 6,000. Worldwide, over 36 million have been infected with COVID-19, 1,053,000 of whom have died. The Philippine government says it has already prepared funds needed if a COVID-19 vaccine becomes available by year end. Palace spokesman Harry Roque says the priority will be 20 million of the poorest Filipinos and each of them will get two doses make that two doses of the vaccine. The Philippine International Trading Corporation will be tasked to do the purchase, which will be financed by the Land Bank and the Development Bank of the Philippines. The Health Department has said an initial 2.4 billion peso budget has been set aside for coronavirus vaccines. U.S. Vice Presidential Candidates Mike Pence and Kamala Harris faced off on their first and only debate ahead of next month's election. Harris attacked the Trump administration's response to the COVID-19 pandemic, while Pence defended it. More than 210,000 Americans have died from the highly contagious disease, while Trump himself has been infected. The American people have witnessed what is the greatest failure of any presidential administration in the history of our country. On January 28th, the vice president and the president were informed about the nature of this pandemic. They were informed that it's lethal in consequence, that it is airborne, that it will affect young people, and that it would be contracted because it is airborne. And they knew what was happening, and they didn't tell you. Can you imagine if you knew on January 28th, as opposed to March 13th, what they knew, what you might have done to prepare? The reality is, when you look at the Biden plan, it reads an awful lot like what President Trump and I and our task force have been doing every step of the way. President Trump and I trust the American people to make choices in the best interest of their health. Joe Biden and Kamala Harris 
consistently talk about mandates, and not, not just mandates with the coronavirus, but a government takeover of health care, Thank you. Thank the you, Green Vice New President Deal, Pence. all government control. We're about freedom and respecting the freedom of the American people. The two candidates also sparred over America's relationship with China in the context of the pandemic and a protracted trade war. You lost that trade war. You lost it. What ended up happening is because of a so-called trade war with China, America lost 300,000 manufacturing jobs. Farmers have experienced bankruptcy because of it. We are in a manufacturing recession because of it. And when we look at where this administration has been, there are estimates that by the end of the term of this administration, they will have lost more jobs than almost any other presidential administration. Look, um, lost the trade war with China. Joe Biden never fought it. Joe Biden has been a cheerleader for communist China through over the last several decades. And, and again, Senator Harris, you're entitled to your opinion. You're not entitled to your own facts. When Joe Biden was vice president, we lost 200,000 manufacturing jobs. And President Obama said they were never coming back. He said we needed a magic wand to bring them back. In our first three years after we cut taxes, you, rolled back regulation, unleashed American energy, this administration saw 500,000 manufacturing jobs yes. created. And that's exactly the kind of growth we're going to continue to see as we bring our nation through Thank you, this President pandemic. Yes. Uh, latest now on U.S. President Donald Trump's condition. In a video posted on Twitter, Trump lauded Regeneron Pharmaceuticals and Eli Lilly Therapeutics for their help in his treatment. He said being infected with COVID-19 is a blessing in disguise. He also blamed China yet again for the pandemic. Everybody, I want everybody to be given the same treatment as your president because I feel great. I feel like perfect. So I think this was a blessing from God that I caught it. This was a blessing in disguise. It wasn't your fault that this happened. It was China's fault. And China's gonna pay a big price what they've done to this country. China's gonna pay a big price what they've done to the world. This was China's fault. And just remember that. So we're gonna get you the drug. It's going to be free. We're gonna get it into the hospitals as soon as you can, as soon as we can. White House Dr. Sean Conley earlier said Trump has been symptom-free for the past 24 hours. He added Trump's vital signs remain stable and he did not need or receive any supplemental oxygen since he was hospitalized. Trump was hospitalized Friday after his COVID-19 diagnosis was made public. He returned to the White House just this Monday. Some two million workers in the S make that MSME sector may not have a Merry Christmas as small businesses say they may not be able to give out their 13th month pay. But Philippine Labor Secretary Silvestre Bello III warns employers cannot run from this legal obligation. Senator Hernandez with this report. Vivian Baranda works as a vendor to help her husband, who is a welder in a construction company. During the beginning of lockdowns in March, Vivian's husband's job was halted, but her family got by using her husband's 13th month pay, which his employer paid in advance. I used that. First, I bought as in bigas. First, number one, bigas. For our needs, we need that. I told my husband about the situation of my 
But now Vivian, who has a child in college, is worried that her husband will no longer get any bonus this Christmas. Magbabayad ulit po kami sa November. Another tuition po ulit. So, nakakaba. As in, inaasahan ko po yun. Dahil hindi naman po kalakasan ng negosyo ngayon. Ang kagaya yan. Magluto pa ako ng banana ko yun. Sampung stick. Sawa ng Diyos, abuti ng hapon, tatlong stick lang mabibili. According to the Employers' Confederation of the Philippines, almost all of their members, comprised by around a thousand medium and large-sized enterprises, heeded the call to give the 13th-month pay during the early months of the community quarantine. Micro and small businesses, meanwhile, continue to struggle and may not be able to pay the 13th-month pay this Christmas, possibly affecting 2 million workers. Yung mga maliit, even the 13 month yung mga nagsara, hindi siguro ba ibibigay yun. 90% ang micro natin, hirap na hirap, nag-aantay nga ng tulong. Ano? Yung mga malalaki, if they can afford it, there will be more than extra general siguro. Marami na magbibigay ng extra bonus other than 13 month pay. Labor group Defend Job Philippines expects workers to be in a deeper crisis if government does not step in. Workers also decried ECOP's statement since the 13th month pay is a worker's right under the law. Kailangan gawa ng paraan ng gobyerno na mabigyan ng aginaldo ang ating mga manggagawa lalo ngayong Pasko. Trabaho, ayuda at karapatan sa paggawa. Ay kung talagang mapapatunayan na talagang in distress ang kumpanya, ay dapat may pag-uusap between the employer at saka yung manggagawa. Labor Secretary Silvestre Bellio agrees that employers cannot run from such a legal obligation. Instead, employers will have to strike a compromise with workers. Hindi mo pwedeng ipagkay sa mga workers yan. Pero pwede siguro pag-usapan kung madelay ang payment. Yan. Ngayon, ikukonsulta pa natin sa labor group. Uh, Siyempre, kailangan din maintindihan ng mga magagawa ang katayuan ng ating mga businessman. Bellio also revealed that employers are also requesting to extend the six-month furlough of workers. Because of the pandemic, there are companies that have resorted to this measure in order to avoid retrenchment. But the law states that this can only be done for a maximum period of six months. Otherwise, workers are entitled to separation pay. The Labor Department has already consulted with workers and will issue a decision soon. Zen Hernandez, ABS-CBN News. In sports, Filipino tennis ace Alex Ayala earns a spot in the girls' quarterfinals of the French Open. Ayala overcame Spain's Leire Romero Gomez in three sets, 6-1, 4-6, The 15-year-old Ayala finished the match in an hour and 48 minutes. She will next face Linda Noskova of the Czech Republic. And that'll do it for today. Thanks for joining us. I'm Carmina Constantino. If you want to revisit today's episode, Dateline Philippines podcast is on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Play back the interviews too on ANC's YouTube channel. Keep safe, everyone, as you keep it here on ANC.